2: Track four games at once with multi-view mode, and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Abby J. and I will be on until 8 o'clock today, and then it'll be the Matt McMahon Show LSU basketball coming up right here on the Big 870 and free on the Odyssey app. He's here each and every Monday night, Mr. Dave Hilbert from the Silver Slipper. Dave, Who thanks so much for joining us. To Who that? you? Okay. Uh, Bobby wants to know for sure, and I heard a rumor, you're going to be on one of the floats for Mad Hatter, so I'll be, uh, exactly confirm right. that to us.
4: <laughs> oh, no, I will be on, a. Yeah, the, the uh, WWL float.
5: Oh, you WWL float? Yeah, yeah. Then uh, we taking then, a yeah. few shots. Yeah, exactly yeah, right, oh, man. I'm no, ready. No, we're no, we no, gonna, no. <laughs> we gonna meet up with you before you get on the float. There we go. Yeah, we gonna meet up with Dave, and I don't want him half stepping. <laughs> I don't want him half stepping or quarter like, stepping. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want your silver slipper executive hat on. Uh, <laughs> no, I man, don't no, want we're you. Gonna, uh, you're, you're on your free time. Yep, I'm on my yep. free time, and we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a good time. That's gonna have a good
3: time, Dave. Dave, tell everybody a little bit about what's happening here at the Silver Slipper. Well,
4: uh, congratulations to Nadine from Waveland that she won the uh, Bronco this past Saturday. What night. from
3: yeah, Waveland? Waveland, man? A local, uh, a home oh, a uh, homegrown, That's local. Yeah,
4: yeah. so
3: uh, that says local as you can
4: get. We yeah. just get yeah, exactly right. We just put the uh, football, the Super Bowl football square boards. It's out there on display. You start earning your squares this coming Saturday uh, for the uh, big game on the uh, on the 11th. And of course. So,
5: uh, so Dave, uh, are you surprised? Um, because if you know, if you casually watch the game, you don't have a dog in the hunt. You look how the Chiefs' game unfolded. Well, the Chiefs—they uh, were controlling everything, so it didn't surprise me they beat the Ravens. Even though I didn't think that happened before. But how the 49ers came back against oh, the Lions. Man, that was, that was, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, come on, David. halftime, did you think the 49ers were going to come no, back? No
4: I, I said, no, I said, here we go. Detroit's going to get his first time ever. Ever to the Super Bowl? I, I don't yeah. know what Purdy took at halftime,
5: but, man, he came out there looking like, looking like Joe Burrow. Well, and the thing <laughs> is, you know what he did, uh, Dave? I'm not worried about uh, saving myself. Did you notice uh, how aggressive he was running the football? At least two of that three times, he goes. They might knock the crap out of me, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna gain yards. He, 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 Dave, you know what? Because um, Joey was telling this and talking with Mike, it over and under him rushing the football was like a yard and a half. And he got almost 50 yards He got 48 yards. He
3: he was was tough, man. He was tough. Looked like Taysom Hill out there.
4: Yeah.
5: (laughs) He was running aggressive. Exactly. I
3: I think his deal was, hey, I can't save myself for the next day. There is
5: no next
3: day if we don't win. We got to win today. And so, man, he made it happen. And Debo Samuel, his impact, and you knew he was playing maybe 70% uh, with that shoulder injury. Man, and he – causes you to do some things secondary-wise that you wouldn't do if he wasn't in the
5: lineup. All right, and, and Dave, I want you to convince me. And McCaffrey, too. Uh, uh, <laughs> because I'm still not there yet. Uh, you, I might be hard-headed because, uh, you know, I picked the 49ers and the Ravens in the Super Bowl way back at mm. training camp. Mike picked the Chiefs and he picked the 49ers. But when you look at um, the Chiefs and where they're at, you might say, oh, nah, look at that and Not so much impressive regular season, but it just goes to show you who's the best of the best. When you bet against Tom Brady, you lose money. When you bet against uh, Pat Mahomes, you lose money. What would you do? Are you going with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, or are you going to take the Forty Nineers? Oh, like oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I,
4: I think you know. Plus, the Chiefs' defense is coming along. Oh right? yes, it's oh, uh, really you good. Know, I can, I could just see, and they, and they got Taylor Swift on their side, you know. <laughs> Yeah, they got to tell us stuff. yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be the, the Chiefs by seven. You know, that's what I'm
5: thinking. Oh, oh okay. So, I, I, I like that, Chiefs by yeah, seven. They're, they're uh, playing
4: too good. They're playing too
3: good. And, well, in Detroit was giving, a, uh, giving it to uh, San Francisco there for a while. So,
4: well,
5: they,
3: if they don't get a pass rush on Mahomes, they in trouble. I, I'm just telling you, the last two weeks you saw the 49ers could not get a pass rush on Jordan Love. Yesterday they really couldn't get a pass rush. Jared Goff.
5: They got a little one in the second half because Boza but, got a sack but, a couple of man, seconds. But that was, to me, you knew it. You knew they were going to get a little pressure.
3: But Bob, they haven't been a, a team that's really went after the quarterback the last couple of weeks. Really haven't. They really yeah. didn't get affected, Jordan Love, other than that last play. They put a little bit of
5: pressure on him and he threw it across his body. Yeah, if you look at it, uh, the Pacheco and all that. It'd be interesting to see if, if um, they don't have more rushing attempts. Looking at what the Lions were able to do now, you know, it all uh, based on how you view your offensive line. Because we always thought the Lions had one of the best offensive uh, lines. Got a real good but they ran for 148 yards the first half. So I uh, think when Andy Reno, all this setting up a game plan. Mike, how can they not attempt to run the ball against that 49ers front? Bob, you know who they went after
3: big time? Chase Young, the defensive end. Every time he was in the lineup, they ran the football right at him and kept running at because him. Because he's a pass rusher. He's the pass rush guy. And, yeah. boy, he, he takes bad angles uh, to the ball carrier, too. You saw when it opened.
5: Man, it opened up like a big floodgate. Uh, that they were able to run through. Uh, but the, the bottom line is, Dave, what I'm asking you, uh, do you view now as a small, smaller sample sample size than Tom Brady? But do you view uh, Pat Mahomes like Tom Brady, like if you bet against him, you're probably going to lose your money? And the thing is, think about what, what, how impressive Pat Mahomes has been. You might say, oh, he always plays at Arrowhead. Well, he has, has he played at Arrowhead this season? No, he's done it on the road. He's done it on the road. And you know what he's been? Oh, uh, he's been the underdog. So uh, I-, I don't know. Are you willing to go against Pat Mahomes and take the favorite? 49ers, whether it's a point, point and a half, no. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to bet against Mahomes uh, a
4: yeah, No, and he, he, you know, he he looks really good. You know, it's going to happen it's going to be if, if 49ers win, it's going to be Taylor Swift walking in the stadium holding hands with Kelsey and leaves was Kittle. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, oh yes, and oh, leaves yeah. Kittle. Because Kittle, oh, Kittle was looking good, man. Yeah. He was looking good. Oh, and, 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 and you know what? Everyone's uh, look. I think it's a real relationship, though. The reason why I, I say this between Taylor Swift. And uh, Kelsey, did you notice how she smacked him uh, on on the mouth? Or like a, It was a real kiss. It seemed like a real congratu- congratulatory kiss in the postgame. Didn't it seem like that? It did. I and, mean, Bob, any time
3: – the families get together.
5: You know you talk talking about, the mom and all that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. When you get mom involved,
5: there, there's something if to it. If you get the mom involved and all that, that means uh, you're doing more just going to casual date. You're and, probably sleeping and, uh, over at night.
4: Tra- probably reeled in his brother. Hey, man, you know, none of that up in the, like you did last weekend, jumping out of the window and all that. And when he's in
5: Buffalo going oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, man, yeah.
4: taking now, his shirt off. Now,
5: now the interesting uh, thing is uh, Ken Taylor Swift, Handle the schedule, and she, does she have enough hours Oh, a No, she day? does. They, I, I think she has a Japan? concert in Japan.
4: Yeah, but there's 17 hours Uh, time difference. She has plenty. Of, they said She, she confirmed today she had plenty of time. Man,
5: she got a jet that she could sleep oh, on anyway. she got a private uh, yeah, jet. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm saying she'll be all right. It's going
4: to be a circus, man. It's going to yeah. be fun. She can go from <laughs> Japan to Las Vegas. Come on. <laughs>
5: Dave,
3: uh, what you got going on as we get closer and closer to Mardi Gras?
4: Oh man, Mardi Gras gonna be a lot of fun here. And We've,
3: Valentine's day.
4: Valentine's Day is gonna be a big week. We got the uh, Super Bowl on the 11th with the with the boards out. Then on the, on the 12th we have the uh, radio show. Uh, on the 13th, at it's, it's, uh, the Mardi Gras. We have uh, a king cake playing game. We give away these little king cakes if you earn enough points. And then on uh, the, the next day, the 14th, it is Valentine's Day and it is our Pick a Rose promotion. Our 16th annual Pick a Rose pro- promotion, where we have 100 uh, red roses with prize notes on them, including a Cruise for Two. And uh, that's uh, just come in here and earn an entry, and it's a drawing we have. So, so,
3: so you've Valentine's a Day?
4: Yeah, that's going to be Valentine's Day. And then they have uh, on Valentine's Day, they have a special on the Blue Bayou, of course. And then we have uh, Valentine's Day in the uh, buffet, we have the Dungeness crabs and snow crabs.
5: So, Dave, you better give me a rose like you did last year. I am, man. You've got hook A, B, because I, <laughs> I still think we're going steady. Yeah. I still think we're going steady that we didn't break up. <laughs> right,
4: yeah.
3: Just just behave to, behave on the float this uh, side. <laughs> no, 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 we, no. We're we going to be behaved. We just want to make sure that you have a good time. I'm going to have a good time. Even though we're not on the same float, we want to make sure you have a good time. I'm
5: going fine, Dave. I'm going fine, Dave. Uh, And we're going to have a few minutes. We're going to be at the old
3: Copeland Towers. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, So we'll meet there, and uh, we'll we'll take
1: care of this.
3: And, uh, Dave, uh, again, thanks so much. Uh, for joining us. Uh, always appreciate it. Got a couple more before it, it sort of all ends for the season. And That's right. How fast the football season is Oh, bad.
4: man. It's, it, but it's, it's been a fun playoffs. It's been it, – it I'm, really I'm happy you made it. It's going, to be, it's going to be fun to watch, and there are two really good teams.
5: Well, it, you know what's been awesome about the playoffs, and probably you might have a, a, a few more patrons here that the Cowgirls would have won. But I'm saying I love it. Yeah. the only thing better. You knew had to get that no, no, the shot. only thing better would be like all of a sudden the cowgirls are going to the Super Bowl and they don't win. No. And they don't win. I'm telling you. Or they go to the end. look right now, do you notice that the Dallas fans and like from a national perspective they say not like for next year or the year after can and not the Super Bowl anymore, can they get to the NFC Championship? They're, they're even uh, lowering, lowering their expectations. That uh, Listen, the bottom line is, like, uh, okay, do you think Dallas has the swagger and the moxie to be where the 49ers, the Packers, or the Lions were? I, I don't. No. I don't even think the Saints do. I
3: don't no, even I think, I, I, I don't even I think Tampa Bay. That. I don't uh, think Tampa Bay's
5: in that number no, either. No, I'm telling you, you can win and get to the playoffs, but are you a champion? And the Cowgirls are not a champion. And look what
4: Houston has built, brand new out the box. Yeah, yeah, but, but,
5: but, but you don't view Houston still on the level of no. the Chiefs and the Ravens. No, you don't. Uh, you don't view them in that light. So that's why you can be a winner, but not necessarily a champion. But they are working their way
3: toward that. In Houston. Well,
5: yeah, Houston more than Dallas. Yep. Uh, you can see that good
3: young talent, you got the right quarterback there, and you certainly got the right head coach. Well,
5: uh, you know, lines. the bottom line is how about them Cowgirls? <laughs> uh, yeah, damn right. How about them Cowgirls? Not even
4: Texas' team. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah, they ain't even the Texas state champs. Who's more optimistic, the Houston Texas fan base or the Cowgirl fan uh, base? Oh, uh, the Texans. I got oh, it all, no, They're up. not even the state <laughs> champs. How are they going to win anything? Uh,
3: Dave, thanks so much. Come on. On Come on silver, down silver. to the Silver Slipper. Woo. We'll be back with more Second Guest right after this break here on the Big 87.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
3: back here on the second guest show mike detail along with the cajun cannon bobby a bear live from the silver slipper casino beachside right here in hancock county mississippi bobby j and i will be on until Eight o'clock tonight, and then it'll be the Matt McMahon show. LSU basketball will join them right after eight o'clock, right here on the Big Eight Seventy and free on the Odyssey app. We're gonna go to our Oakwood Heart Jewelers talk and text line. We're gonna go to Big John in Mid City. Big John, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike.
2: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are y'all? Good All right, afternoon. Big John. All right, Big John. You know what you know what I saw yesterday? I saw Two teams that know how to win, and I saw two teams that have to learn how to win. Uh, I think that's it in a nutshell. I think, I think Baltimore was a, uh, a regular season warrior throughout, and then when the Heat got on, they were unable to answer the call. They made very juvenile mistakes. They made stupid decisions on the field. And uh, in the end, uh, a better coached and a better disciplined team beat them. And over on the NFC side of the uh, ticket, the Detroit Lions, you know what they look like to me, guys? They look to me like the, the New Orleans Saints of 1979 when they were playing the Oakland Raiders on Monday night football. And they ran out to that big 35-14 lead, and they couldn't quite close it because they hadn't quite known how to, uh, to win the game. And that's basically it. I mean, Dan Campbell, I'm not going to blame him for the fourth down calls. Yeah, probably one call too many. But that's you know that's the way he's been coaching all season long. So if you're going to take him to task for that, then you also have to remember that he was doing that all season long. Um, Detroit looked like a team that suddenly found itself in the lead, and a big lead, and they didn't know what to do with it. And San Francisco was a team that found itself behind, and basically said, let's stay calm and keep going, and get back in the football game. And the breaks fall in, the, in fell in their favor. And that's that's basically all all I can say about it. This uh, this coming uh, Super Bowl.
5: Well, uh, I think Big John. I think experience does matter. Uh, you know, you're breaking down. Uh, you look at the Chiefs and where the Ravens are trying to get under Lamar Jackson. Well I, I look at the 49ers under Coach Shanahan. You know, and then you look with how they're leaning upon Brock Purdy. But uh, the 49ers got over the conference title uh, game hump. When you think about it, after the past two seasons, you know, they had a 10-point lead and they lost to the Rams and the NFC mm-hmm. title game to go to yeah. the Super Bowl. And then they lost uh, to the Eagles. So you look at, you know, we all know the entry to Purdy would have occurred. But when you look at uh, where they're at, and what they're trying to achieve now—this is interesting—they, you know, trying to deliver right now a franchise record, six Super Bowls titles, uh, and their first since 1994 season. We all know the 21st century. Like uh, all of a sudden, the uh, the 49ers—if you look before the 21st century—was the cream of the crop. Then the Patriots overtook that with Belichick and Tom Brady. But that's why I think they're looking right now where they're at. Here's a franchise that won five Super Bowl titles in 14 years from 1981 to 1994. That's approaching a three-decade drought uh, from winning championship number six. So I'm just telling you, right now, you look at the Chiefs, whatever you've done for Lady but I look at the 49ers. The, the, the Cowgirls won a Super Bowl, uh, uh, you know, uh, later than, uh, than uh, the 49ers. Uh, the, 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 look at Dallas, won a Super Bowl in 96. The 49ers have won one since 94. So uh, th- that's why I- I'll tell you, the 49ers, how they've been relevant, but so close so far, I think the 49ers look at this opportunity uh, as being a great opportunity. Are we going to take advantage of this?
3: The other thing, too, guys, is remember, look at the structures. Because I always think that's the key uh, when you're building a team. Look at the structure of the Chiefs. Young talent. Every once in a while you got a veteran in there. But most of these guys are young players. You look at Detroit. Look at Detroit. How well they've drafted the last couple years. A lot of good young players. Now, San Francisco's a little different uh, because – They gave up a lot for Trey Lance, and it didn't work out. So they got a lot of those early draft choices that didn't sort of pan out because you had to give it for Trey, and they traded quite a few for McCaffrey, and he's certainly been worth it. But they got a little older team than what Detroit does, right? and I can say the same for the Ravens. But you don't think those two teams are going to be relevant next year? They might have some pieces they'll move around, but you look at the two young teams – in Detroit and Kansas City, man, they're going to be right back in the hunt again. It, it, and know, San Francisco and Baltimore, with the little
5: older teams, they'll be right back in the hunt. And, uh, and I want to ask Big John this. I think he represents, uh, you know, objective opinion with the Houdat Nation. Okay, if you follow the Saints and where they're at right now, if the Saints now, I'm saying woulda, coulda, shoulda, but if the Saints, in theory, I'm looking into the future, even next year, or whatever might come about, that if they would accomplish what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers accomplished this year, would you be satisfied and say, well, at least we're a winner? I'm not saying a champion, but we're a winner. Maybe we're trending in the right direction because you look at Tampa Bay. You know, uh, we won the, uh, the NFC South four straight years. Now they've won it three straight years. And this is post Tom Brady. And they host a playoff game and they win. Now, they don't beat uh, the Detroit Lions. But would you be satisfied if next year the Saints win the NFC South, we're hosting a playoff game, we win that game, we don't necessarily get to the NFC Championship? So, so what you take? Because I think if fans say that's unacceptable, I don't think they're being realistic of where this team's at right now.
2: I think that the Saints should have had at least two division titles in the last three years, and if they don't, if they need to make they need to make the division playoffs. Okay, they need to. I, I'm not saying they need to make the NFC Championship either, although of course I'm I'm spoiled, right? And you know I had Sean Payton all those years, but I think that you know to be relevant, you have to be in the divisional playoffs on a consistent basis. Without a doubt. And, and, and I'm not trying to set the bar low, okay? I'm not trying to set the bar low. But, you know, Dan Campbell was right. It's very difficult to get back there. Once, yes, it once is. And, and Mike, you said it. The, the Lions are now the Hunters. They're not the Hunters anymore, okay? Uh, these, these Lions are now in the arena, okay? Um, but I think that the Saints... Should have a division title next year. I think that they should be in the division round of playoffs, uh, given the talent that they have. I'm still a big believer in Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr's a, a fine quarterback. He may not be the level of Drew Brees, but the, the last several games of the season show what Derek Carr was uh, able to do. So, you know, I think that the Saints need to tweak the roster a little bit. Uh, it looks like they're not going to get Jaden Daniels in the draft, so why not move down and increase the number of picks and and build and build your team up? Amen to that. Well, but you got to pick right.
5: A, 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 you, you know, big, pick right. Uh, big John Dowell, look at it. But uh, you might think I'm um, like, oh, Bobby, are you just being too uh, overly optimistic? You cannot tell me that Derek Carr cannot achieve what Baker Mayfield just achieved. Now, 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 think about. It. He was formidable, and I think he's going to warrant a better contract, obviously with Tampa Bay or somewhere else, supply and demand, not enough quarterbacks. But you cannot tell me, I think, uh, how Derek Carr ended the season, that Derek Carr couldn't be the Baker Baker Mayfield-type quarterback for the Saints and at least win the NFC South, win a division game, in the season Superdome. Now, after that, I don't know. Uh, That That's all lanyard. That's all extra. But, I mean, to be on that level – To me, the Saints are not far from that. And if you could do that, you give your fans hope. Now, if you're not on that level, then they're going to be bitching. They're going to be saying, well, what the hell are we doing? Are we hovering around 500? We're not winning anything. It wasn't that long ago. the, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it wasn't that long ago, considering when the Saints beat Tampa Bay in Tampa with Todd Bowles, that Todd Bowles was going to get fired. He's going to be gone. All of a sudden, what did they do? They win the NFC South. They win, a, they win a playoff game. Now, even though and they, they had a, a, a good showing, now they didn't win against the Lions, but uh, at least they were competitive, and then he's around. I'll tell you, that's how close it is to whether you're positive or you're negative about your team. Okay, guys,
3: uh, to be honest, though, who has the better offensive and defensive lines, Tampa Bay or the Saints? I would say Tampa Bay. Oh, it's not even close. Right, 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 right. Uh, that's where... Okay, you can talk about all the weapons in the world at wide receiver and tight end. and In the trenches. In the tre- you got to win there. That's where I, okay, they did have Brady, and he covers up a lot of errors that you have on a, a roster. But that line, offensive and defensive line, that's where Tampa has the advantage. Well, over the how
5: six. many teams could say, uh, not just the NFC Championship, to go to the Super Bowl, how many teams could say that the potential or ability to run for 148 yards and a half in two quarters? Mike, I think there's few teams in the Lions category because the Lions were whooping them. They were whooping the 49ers up front. The 49ers got humbled. That ain't happened to them too many times.
3: The one thing with Detroit, and I think Dan will try to address this, is to get better along the defensive line because you got one guy. Okay, Hutchinson can play. <laughs>
5: I mean, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pass rusher, but, 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 but I've need, seen him get
3: need, pancaked. But, but you need help there. The offensive line, it's as good as you find in the NFL. Without a doubt. And as they got their, running backs. They, and got they their got, running
5: backs. they they
3: got a set of running backs that are really, really good, as Bob said. Thanks so much for the call, Big John. We appreciate it. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 870. Back here on the second guest show, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. Live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J. and I will be on until 8 o'clock tonight right here on the Big H70 and free on the Odyssey app. It's our time now for our triple option feature where each of us give our top takes on the top stories in sports. Bob, you ready?
5: Yeah. Uh, you want uh, me to throw it to Charlie? No, uh, I'm ready. Okay, Um, go ahead. You know, I I look at all sports and... um, when you look at whenever you win a championship, uh, and you look at the Australian Open in tennis, I think I'm pronouncing this right, Charlie Helman. If I'm uh, right, uh, Yannick Sinner. So I'm looking at Yannick Sinner. Uh, you know, because I was uh, saying I watched the Joker, but here's Yannick Sinner. He's only 22 years of age. Uh, you know, he his first major final, in the Australian Open title. He beats uh, uh, Medvedev. Uh, the Russian, and he falls uh, behind 3-6, 3-6, and he wins 6-4, 6-4, then 6-3. But what intrigued me was this. It was his third straight win over a top five uh, player after his quarterfinal uh, victory over uh, Andre Rublev, and his semifinal upset uh, that ended number one ranked Novak Djokovic, long domination of the Australian Open, Only Djokovic and Roger Federer have done that previously in a major, uh, played on a hard court. So looking at, uh, to win third straight over a top five player. Now center is the first Italian to win the Australian Open and the youngest winner in the men's final here since Djokovic won his first Grand Slam title in 2008. So the reason why this intrigued me the youngest winner in the men's final since Djokovic back in 2008. Is this the future of tennis? Is this Italian guy's center going to be the future? Now you got Alcaraz. You know, he won Wimbledon last year. And then you look at a uh, center winning uh, this season's opening major. Is there a generation shift? Is, is that arriving? You know, when you pass the torch, you look at Rafael Nadal, you look at Federer, you look at Djokovic, is Alcaraz and Sinner um, going to now all of a sudden be taken over the next decade? So that'll be interesting to see what's going to occur then. Because like I said, Sinner being only 22 years of age. But I'm not trying to stereotype, but I guess I am. I'm looking at Sinner. And I'm like, I know, I'm looking at Sinner. He do not look no, like no damn Italian to me. I mean, I'm looking at Sinner. He got, like, red hair and freckles. I mean, I don't know. Uh, he might be the first Italian. Now, uh, you know, you, you can move and how you represent. Uh, you look at Tombo, uh, you know, the, the Greek freak. He's in Greece, uh, you know, where his family roots are from. And then uh, you look at who, who's the guy with the, uh, the Spurs. Um, you know, uh, Wimby. Wimby. Uh, look at Wimby. Okay, he's from France. He's representing France. So I guarantee you, uh, uh, Sinner's grandma and grandpa, I don't think they were from Italy. I-, I-, I think they just moved there and now he's representing Italy. And Italy's going to embrace him because he's amongst the best, along with Alcaraz. Alcaraz, to me, uh, the, looks Hispanic, like uh, maybe could represent Spain. But that always intrigues me when I look. Okay, French is like Medvedev. Medvedev looks like a damn Russian. You know, a tall Russian when you look at him. And you look at different ethnic groups and you represent your country, who you're playing for. But that was intriguing to me when you look at Sinner. Now, that's a unique name, you know. Uh, he needs to maybe repent a little bit, S-I-N-N-E-R, but center. I'm intrigued with that last name. Where does that come from, uh, that center, the Italian? Uh, what is his roots? Where is his grandma and grandpa from? Because he, he Mike, he, he's all of a sudden for sure, if not the best, but in the top five in the world
3: in, in, in men's tennis. He's certainly
1: somebody in the talking.
3: Yeah, at the,
5: exactly. Near the mountaintop.
1: Uh, Charlie? So, guys, I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes, six-year full-time starter. He has played in already 17 postseason games, which is just unbelievable in its own right. But his record in those games, 14-3. and three. He has two losses to Tom Brady and one loss to Joe Burrow in that 17-game stretch. But of 17 games, it's effectively a full season, so here are his stats. This is what it would look like in a full season you know, stretch against elite playoff-level teams in every single game. Uh, he's got a 67% completion percentage, 4,802 passing yards, 458 rushing yards, 39 passing touchdowns, and five rushing touchdowns, so 44 total touchdowns, to only seven interceptions in 17 playoff games with a 14-3 and record, guys. Uh, it's been an unbelievable start in his just six-year career. He is the Michael Jordan
3: of pro football today.
1: Well, uh, I saw someone say that, and I think that this is a good point, is that a lot, when you look back at Michael Jordan's era, he left a lot of star players ringless. And I think you might see that a little bit with uh, guys like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson in the AFC.
5: You in that mode? Well, uh, to me, um, you know, because people want to jump on who's the GOAT? Who's the GOAT? Oh, Pat Mahomes, the new GOAT. Uh, No, he's not the new GOAT. He's potential to be the GOAT overall, the best GOAT. But you got to do it. Yep. So that's why you got to slow your roll. Uh, you, you look what Tom Brady accomplished and the championships uh, with the Patriots. And then you look uh, uh Charlie, then you look at what he did with the Buccaneers. So uh, right now, Pat Mahomes is on pace, yes, to to surpass Tom Brady, but he got to do it first.
3: The thing is, Brady had longevity. No, it, I, I don't know today, because of the money that's involved, that – Guys like Mahomes will play as many years as Tom.
5: And also... He, he, he might want to, though, if, if, if it's to surpass Tom Brady, Brady he, he might want to.
3: Again, with that part, Tom only had one major injury. Remember the knee injury that knocked him out? Right, and, right. And Matt Castle had to come in. Uh, Brady will tell you that himself, that he was fortunate that, okay, one major injury, one major one during his career. The thing what makes Brady so great is not only the championships, but the longevity and the win
5: one late Yeah, that's why I'm telling you, uh, all you younger folks, I mean, you look at, oh, look at Pat Mahomes, what he's done in such a, uh, a short span. No, uh, how can you not respect that? That's, yeah, that's unbelievable. That's big time. No, that's unbelievable. But you have to look at what Tom Brady accomplished in his career and where Pat Mahomes is at. And then what he has potentially, what he has to do. Now, you, you know how many times you're going to go to a Super Bowl. So, Pat Mahomes got to take advantage of this opportunity to win another Super Bowl. And you but, heard but, it from him yesterday. But wait. But when you think about what Tom Brady accomplished as far as winning Super Bowls and uh, what Pat Mahomes, what he's accomplished, a third of what Tom Brady did? A third. A third. And he's, what, 28 so, uh, years old? Uh, okay, so he's not halfway there. But that, that, that's why I'm saying everybody wants to jump on prisoner of the moment. Oh, he's the latest, greatest, and all that. No. Pat Mahomes is unbelievable. But when, when you talk about the greatest of all time, you have to look at the whole body of work. So the jury's still out. How are we going to uh, think of, uh, of Pat Mahomes and his accomplishments versus Tom Brady? But, we got to wait but and the see. Start gotta, the start is impressive. No, the start's unbelievable. No, the, the start's as good as it gets. You know, uh...
3: Like him or don't like him, Travis Kelsey uh, in the playoff series in the three games, and you watch it on TV, a lot of times he's bracketed. It's just not single coverage. He's got a guy underneath and over the top with him. In the three games he's played, 23 catches, 262 yards, three touchdowns in three games at tight end, when you've got bracket coverage on you downfield. And you're not playing against chop liver defenses here. They know that's where Mahomes wants to go with the football. Oh,
5: want was unbelievable go to the him. first half. So, so, Mike, but when you say like like or don't like, why wouldn't you like Travis Kelsey? Well, because I think because he's, he's sleeping with Taylor Swift. Not, not only I that, mean, maybe on. his
3: personality.
5: Well, his personality is awesome. Taylor Swift, don't you want? I mean, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, don't you want to go have a beer with him and him and his brother? see, that rubs people
3: the wrong way somehow oh, well, so they, 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 they
5: gotta get a freaking life well, uh, what, I, well uh, that tra- i agree travis kelsey and jason kelsey i want to hang out with them and, they're, they're awesome okay and two good
3: dudes in life
5: oh no they're uh, awesome and, and both will end up
3: in pro football's hall of fame and if
5: you don't like travis kelsey you're just hating you're just hating because he's with taylor swift he's getting that extraordinary. you know what
3: and the other thing too is he's Probably hooked up with somebody and could potentially marry somebody who got, who's making more money than right. him. Yep. We'll be back with more Second Guest right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. Finish up here on our number two of Second guess. We'll have a lot more. Two more hours of sports talk and Second guess right after this news break here on the Big 870 WWL.